Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the uh, feed here for the message and our service this morning. Uh, we're so glad that you could uh, be with us this morning, and uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. I uh, want to uh, uh, just kind of open us up in a word of prayer uh, and uh, jump into uh, a little passage this morning that uh, God just kind of spoke to my heart through uh, and uh, share that with you. So let's, uh, let's pray real quick. God, thank you so much for everything that you do for us. Uh, God, thank you for the hope that we have in you. Thank you for uh, the reminder that you are our everything. Uh, and God, all these things that we believe are so much and so important are not. Um, God, thank you. Thank you for the reminder of that. And uh, God, I pray that you would continue to speak uh, through your word to our hearts and uh, show us even more of who you are. Thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray all of this. Amen. Uh, this morning, I want to share with you out of a passage that uh, uh, I've been going back and, and just reading, uh, I don't know, just passages that uh, have stuck out to me in the past, uh, but then also kind of trying to pick up kind of in between things. And uh, I, I'd, I'd gotten into the thought process of going back and reading some things out of the Old Testament. And as I was doing that, uh, God kind of spoke to me uh, about something and, and spoke to me through a particular passage uh, about favor. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a word that we don't talk about just a ton. Um, and uh, I feel like uh, health and wealth, prosperity gospel preachers, uh, probably have cornered the market on that, and I kind of hate that because I don't think that's necessarily uh, a good thing because uh, it's probably misused a lot uh, and that kind of thing, like we're trying to um, earn earn God's favor or something like that. Uh, but but I want to talk about it. I want to talk about favor for just a little bit. Um, and even just that word, if you just take that word, you know, favor, uh, you know, the the phrase, hey, do me a favor. Right. You know, that's that's a phrase, you know, we use all the time. I mean, I, I say that, you know, to uh, one of my kids or something. Hey, do me a favor. Will you grab me something to drink out of the fridge or, you know, whatever it may be? Uh, you know, we, we use that phrase and we use that wording uh, in those aspects. But there's a there's a there's a whole other um, realm of, of how that word is used biblically. Um, and I want to just briefly look at that. I'm not saying this is going to be the intense study of the word favor today, uh, but but just out of the passage that I was studying, God spoke to my heart through it. Um, and, and it reminds me, this passage and, and this word and finding favor, it reminds me of things like uh, trying to earn favor, like with our, you know, maybe a parent, uh, you know, a child earns favor uh, with a parent, looking looking for their parents to be proud of them, maybe, and, you know, that kind of thing. And I know for me over uh, the years as a youth pastor, as a pastor, as uh, helping with baseball or whatever it may be, I've seen I've seen children. Uh, you know, I've watched in moments where uh, parents have been really proud of their children uh, during a sporting event or uh, you know during uh, graduation or you know one of my favorites is is getting to see uh, these moments when uh, parents get to see their children uh, uh, receive Jesus as their savior or. Or be baptized uh, there after that at some point, uh, you know, just, you know, the pride, you know, I, I think a healthy pride, uh, you know, in our children and, and those things. And I, and I have too felt that uh, many times over many of my children. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as, as we think about this, as we're talking about this, you know, I, and, and as I was thinking about even that aspect of, of this, I was thinking about how I want God to also be proud of me. I want God to, uh, 
you know, be pleased with me. Uh, and, and we see in Scripture a couple, few people that really stick out as we seen as we see Scripture even teach that uh, God, you know, found favor in them. And so I want to I want to share uh, about one of those specifically. There's a couple others. We'll mention those later, probably too. Uh, but the one I want to talk about specifically is Noah. Um, and uh, you know, with with that. With that uh, thought process of do, will you do me a favor, asking that question, do me a favor, really what we're saying is we're saying, uh, I'm asking you for something I don't deserve. So I'm asking you to do something for me, not because I earned it with you. And, and of course, we as humans really, you know, we zone in on like that, what we're owed and what we've earned and, you know, all of those kinds of things, which is so contradictory uh, to the gospel in of itself and what, what Jesus has done for us, what God has done for us in sending his son Jesus uh, for us. Uh, and so here with Noah, we see this, we see this amazing uh, testimony of his life where he had, uh, you know, shared uh, about the Lord with so many people in so many ways and that kind of thing. Uh, but then, uh, you know, you have this passage where we see, and this is, and I ended up in this passage just being brutally honest, thinking about the world that we live in today and how uh, we see so many crazy things going on in the world. Uh, and that's just a constant topic of conversation with people in general these days, and uh, that's no surprise. But I just got to thinking about, you know, we've seen that elsewhere in Scripture. We've seen moments in time uh, where the world has just, you know, gotten out of hand, so to speak. And one of those times that we saw that was the time of Noah. And I want to read this to you out of Genesis 6, uh, verse 5. And we see specifically uh, how bad people, how, how man had gotten uh, in this period of time. And it says this, it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. And then comes verse 8. And in verse 8 it says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now, this moment in time for us, historically speaking, is this moment leading up to Noah building the ark and the flood coming. So we, we, if you're very familiar with Scripture at all, then you probably know about those things. And, and you know that Noah was given a pass, and along with Noah, his family, and you know some of those kinds of things. And, you know, I think interestingly enough, uh, you know, for us as we're thinking about, you know, what things are like in 2020 uh, or whenever you may be listening to this in the future, uh, is interestingly enough, we have this, this moment where we see, you know, we think and believe all oh, things are so bad or whatever. And, uh, and obviously there's, not, there's a lot of things that are not great, but there's a lot of things also good still going on in our world. And I think it's interesting to look at this passage uh, because it'd be real easy for us to go, oh, well, you know, maybe God's just going to flood us out again. Well, first of all, 
God promised he wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, we've got the rainbow for that and all those things. But if you look back at verse 5, I want to read that to you again. It says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention, okay, check that out, every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So right here, we have, we have this understanding right here that something, something so much deeper and depraved was going on with man at this point in time that literally every thought, every intention, it says every thought of his heart was only evil and continually. So, uh, you know, this grieved the Lord. It says so right there in verse 6. It says he regretted that he made man on earth, and it grieved him to his heart. This broke God's heart for his creation, for man, whom he loved so very much. He says, to the point he decides, I will blot out man whom I've created for the face of the land. And then it goes on in verse 8. It says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And so in this moment, what happens is, is that in the midst of all this crazy, God sees Noah, he sees Noah's heart, and Noah finds favor with the Lord. This is a huge deal for Noah. This was a, this was a game-changing moment, uh, honestly, in all of history, if you really think about it, that, that Noah, this one person who was trying to follow the Lord, who loved the Lord, was, was trying to cling to the Lord when the rest of civilization had given up, when the rest of civilization uh, was continually only evil with the thoughts in their hearts, that every intention was of evil. This is an amazing moment, and it just got me thinking. I, I, I just, I'll just be honest with what I was thinking as I was reading through this. I was thinking to myself, you know, who's to say that God doesn't work in our hearts the way that he's worked in Noah's heart, and, and who's to say that, that God doesn't see the work that, that we may do, the clinging that we may do, the love that we may have for him, that that wouldn't, that that wouldn't please him, that that wouldn't encourage him, that that, that that wouldn't cause him, you know, this, this, these moments in the middle of a crazy world to realize there's, there's hope for his kingdom. Of course, he has hope for his kingdom. He knows what's going to happen with it. It's not like it, you know, relies on us or anything. Uh, but just this, this whole big piece of this, of, of God just in the middle of these moments being encouraged and, and having hopefully maybe even a smile on his face to see the things that we might try to do for his glory in a world full of people wanting to find approval through so many things, you know, whether it be a child looking for a parent's approval or not, uh, you know, the truth is, is that we as people, we look for approval from other people all the time. And the truth is, is, is I find myself in this moment when I'm studying this and I'm thinking about this, thinking, I want God to approve of me and of my life. Um, you know, I want him to be proud of me. 
Uh, I want him to be pleased with me. I want him to be happy with me uh, and, and what he's doing in me and, and what hopefully I'm doing faithfully uh, through the calling that he has given me as a minister, uh, not just as a pastor, but just as a minister of the gospel uh, here on earth among people and uh, whatever situations that he puts me in. You know, the other time, there's a couple other times that we see uh, God finding favor with people through Scripture. It really stick out to me. One of them is Moses, uh, and Moses finds favor with God, and that should be no surprise. I mean, we see Moses being super faithful uh, all the way up until the very end, and then he has then he has that moment with the with the uh, with the staff, right, striking the rock. Uh, we all have a moment, right? Nobody's perfect. And I think that's important to remember, but we see Moses finding God's favor. And in the midst of that, this is right before, uh, it's right, right after he tells Moses that he's found favor with him, that Moses turns around and is like, oh, hey, show me your glory. <laughs> he's like, you know, okay, well, you're going to give me the keys here. I'm going to ask for the kingdom. Uh, and God's like, no, 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 you know, you can't, you can't handle that, you know. Uh, but, but he still has this incredible moment there. We also see Mary, uh, Mary in Luke, uh, Luke 1, we see that the angel says to her, her, you've found favor with the Lord and in saying you're going to carry the Christ child. Uh, you know, such incredible things. And I think, you know, the easy thing for us when we read things like this, of course, is we want to make them, we want to make these things about us. You know, we, we want to ask this question of like, you know, what's this have to do with me? You know, how does, how does this, is, 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 is God going to find favor with me in some way? Well, I'm here to just kind of level that playing field right now and, and just say this by sharing this, this one, this couple, these couple of verses out of Ephesians 2. And here they are. It says, for grace, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. You see, God intervened for us. God intervened because he did find favor with us, and he intervened by sending Jesus on our behalf. And, and, and the beauty of this is, is that we find God's favor through Jesus Christ. It is in the work that Christ did in coming to live that perfect life and to die that death on our behalf, not because we deserved it, going back to that whole earning and deserving lingo right there that we're great at using as, as humans. What's it say in that passage? In, ver in Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. That is, this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. We didn't earn it. We didn't earn God's favor. We didn't receive it as something because we deserved it. We got it because He loves us. He'd already chosen to give us His favor, and through this gift, which we can't earn and we don't deserve, we have this thing called grace. Billy Graham, uh, just quoting him out of a, uh, a devotion that he did uh, many moons ago, uh, he quotes the dictionary. So I'm just trying to keep my stuff straight here. But he says, uh, grace, according to the dictionary, is the unmerited favor of God toward 
mankind. I'll read that again. Grace, according to the dictionary, is the unmerited favor of God toward mankind. Unmerited favor. My wife sings this song called Unmerited Favor. And uh, I used to get to hear her sing that a lot in churches that we served in years ago. And uh, I still, from time to time, get to hear her sing that song to our children as they are going to sleep at night. Um, Not many people are blessed with that. But I am reminded through that song and through these scriptures, this constant reminder that God has given us a free gift a free gift. That's so hard for us to wrap our minds around because we are so much into earning and deserving things in this world. And and we have to kind of go to another level for us to even just fathom and understand and embrace this thought that God just did something for us because He loves us. He did. He did. And the song sings it so well. And here's how the song goes. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. You see, that grace, that unmerited favor of God toward mankind It is so very amazing for us today. And it's so very amazing for us today because we live in a world where we might say, will you do me a favor? Do me a favor meaning I'm asking for something I don't deserve right now. Will you do something for me just because I want you to do it or I need you to do it, not because you owe me? And the truth is is that God did us a favor. God did us a favor through His grace, through His unmerited, undeserved favor. He brought us His grace. He brought us Jesus. And this morning, as you're listening to this or as you're watching this, uh, I pray that you know the truth that comes only through knowing Christ as your Savior. I pray that you are clinging to that for all things in this life because it is so easy for us to find ourselves clinging and looking uh, for uh, these moments and looking for people to be pleased with us. And the truth is, is what's it look like for us to please the Lord? What does it look like for our lives to be lived out and to fulfill uh, the uh, purposes in which God had for our lives? Scripture teaches us that He made us for to do good works. That is the opposite of sin. That is the opposite of our sin nature. And today we can be um, reminded that God has so much more for us than that. And that so much more includes that He has given us and found favor in us through sending His Son Jesus to die for us. Do me a favor, God already has. It's through His grace and His Son, Jesus. Let's pray together. God, thank You so much for the reminder, Lord, of uh, we don't have to earn things with You. 
Uh, Lord, you are pleased with us, and, and Lord, what a blessing it is for us to be able to know of things and have things that we can do, Lord, that honor you and glorify you and please you. And God, I pray that you would be pleased in us. I pray that you would use us for your glory. God, thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord, not just to know about you, but to know you, to be a part of your family. God, this unmerited, undeserved favor that you give us, your grace, God, through Jesus. God, thank you for sending your son to die for us, to take, take on the sin, to take on the death that we, that we do deserve. God, to give us what we don't deserve, your love, being a member of your family. God, thank you. Thank you that we can be a part of your church. Lord, use us, work through us, be glorified in us. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen.